God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. We gather in this space and at this moment to celebrate and commemorate the life of Sister Geraldine Wilson. Before we get started as far as this worship experience is concerned, let me, if I could, reiterate that we're still in the middle of an endemic. I implore that you all would just follow the directions of the ushers and our First Impression Ministry and medical team. They are an extension of me and my authority into the congregation to keep you safe and secure. We're certainly delighted for the sisters of the missionary who have come to uh, celebrate, and I see you all in your white. And of course, when Sister Dunstan comes to give her remarks, I would ask that she would make the acknowledgement of that ministry at that time. God is great. God is more than good. God is the best. And God deserves the praise for lending us Sister Geraldine Wilson. If your life has been blessed because of her, can you put your hands together and celebrate and give God praise? At this time, I'm going to ask if we could, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer as we seek and sense the presence of God even in this moment. God, we come at this particular time and... We just pray right now, God, that you, by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, will be among us, with us, in us, and work through us. We're in worship, oh God. And even though this is a funeral, oh God, we want to make it a home-going celebration. So manifest your Shekinah glory, your Shekinah presence, even in this moment. While we know you're everywhere at the same time because of omnipresence, you swell up in certain instances. And so, God, we pray that you would do that at this time. Show yourself strong and mighty, and we will submit to your sovereign will. It's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. At this particular time, we will have music ministry by uh, our... Minister of Music and Sister Naomi, I'm just going to ask if they would give us the opening song. Then we will be in the hands of Dr. Redmond to provide leadership as far as these services of celebration are concerned. Leaning on the everlasting 
darkness with my Lord so near leaning on the everlasting yes I'm leaning leaning safe and secure from all alarm leaning 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 Testament reading is found in the 23rd Psalm, and it reads like this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thus I have read the 23rd Psalm in its entirety. May the words of this Psalm bring comfort and peace to this family. Reverend Richardson is going to come at this time and read our New Testament reading, as well as lead us in our prayer of comfort for this family. Amen. chapter 16, verses 50 through 58. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. Now this, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised in incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this incorruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. God's word for God's people. Amen. Let us pray for the family of Miss Sweet Geraldine Jerry Wilson. 
when she was in the office, she would say to us, good night, Miss Monica, Dr. Redmond, good night, Marilyn, good night, Miss Brenda. She would call us all by name. It was so sweet, so sweet. I felt like the Waltons. And this is our way to say good night, sweet Geraldine. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you on behalf of the family and friends of Miss Geraldine. This burden is heavy right now. However, we know that you are a heavy load bearer. We know you to be a comforter, a shelter in the time of storm. And God, this feels like a storm for them. So Lord, bear their burden of grief that this family has right now and see them through this storm. However, we do not grieve as those that have no hope because our hope is in you. And we know that you will do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask to think on behalf of this family. Lord, I pray right now, take care of them. Lift their hearts, touch them, God. God, right now, we thank you for a mother, for a grandmother, for a missionary, for a great friend, for a great woman of God. The memory of her will become sweeter as the days go by. Thank you for giving this family and these friends someone to love, someone to trust, someone to care about God. And they've done just that. They've done just as you asked them to do. So God, I pray that you will come right now. Come nigh to them, God. Hear their call in the midnight hour. Answer their call, God. Touch them in a mighty, mighty way. In those times when no one else is around. But call to their remembrance the sweetness of this great woman. Call to them the sweetness and the times that they had together. Knowing that now, God, you actually, you loved her more. And you've, she's, you've taken her to be with you. She is in your arms. And in that, we are comforted to know that she is now with you, God. I pray that you would continue to glorify this family. Continue to knit them closer than close, God. Let them be able to call on one another in those times when they're missing Miss Geraldine, their mother, grandmother. God, cause them to call on one another and to call on you in times of trouble when things get too heavy to bear because you can help them. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this celebration. We celebrate a woman and a life well lived. We celebrate Miss Geraldine Wilson, Lord. We thank you for bringing her our way. We thank you for bringing her and putting her in all of the auxiliaries and ministries that she was in. So we thank you, God, for everything that she influenced because she influenced us all. So God, we're going to love her. We're going to miss her. But God, we know that she is in a place that is blessed, a place that is awesome. So God, comfort us in this time. It is in your name that I do pray. Can you join me in an amen? Can you join me in an amen? God bless you all. God bless you, family.
May the life I've lived speak for me. May the life I've lived speak for me. When the best I've tried to live my mistakes, he will forgive. May the life I've lived speak for me. Now may the service I give speak for me. May the service I've given speak for me when I've done the best I can. My mistake, He will forgive. May the service I give speak for me. The work I've done, it seems so small. Sometimes it seems like, seems like nothing at all. Yeah, but when I stand before my God, I want to hear Him say. me the work I've done it seems so small sometimes it seems like I've done nothing at all yeah. but when I stand before my God to hear him say servant well done may the work I've done speak for me did a lot of wonderful, wonderful things for her family and for her friends. If she loved you, you knew that she loved you. And um, so I, um, I stand here as someone who became very close to Miss Geraldine and um, it's very difficult for me because Miss Geraldine and Reverend Wilson um, knew that my parents were in South Carolina and so they adopted me <laughs> and became my North Carolina parents. And um, so I'm going to miss Ms. Geraldine. I'm going to miss Jerry. And I love what Reverend Richardson said, how she used to tell us goodbye in the evenings. <laughs> goodbye, Dr. Redmond. <laughs> that was Ms. Geraldine. So I'm going to miss her. love her presence. We're going to invite the following to come to this particular podium. And you're going to pick up a mic and you're going to give your words of tribute. First, we'll have Sister Florence Burris, Sister Josephine Taylor, and Sister Ida Dunstan. They will come in that order. Please receive them as they come. Come on, give God some praise for them as they come. I'm going to try to say a little something about Geraldine. That song really touched me. 
and it written it was written for Geraldine. Geraldine was a friendly person. You can see by the slides that she smiled a lot. And she didn't meet any strangers. She loved to sing. I remember when my mama died. She wanted to sing a song. She rehearsed a song, and the song never was satisfactory to her. There were a lady that was a member of this church. I'm not going to call no name. She went to this lady, and she asked, she told this lady the song that she wanted to sing, but she couldn't seem to get it right. So this lady told her, she said, first, you got to know what you're singing about. And then second, you got to know the song. So she kept on, kept on, and she finally got it right. Geraldine and I had a lot of fun together. We laughed, we talked, we went places, we did things. So I would go to see her on occasion when she was in that facility. We would talk about things, we would laugh about things, and then she would say to me, I'm going to church Sunday, are you? I said, yes. And then she said, I'm going to sing. I said, okay. To the family, we all love Geraldine. She was a much fun person to be around. We're going to miss her. God loved her, and we love her too. Be good. to see Geraldine. <laughs> I went over to see Geraldine when she was in the nursing home. Uh, Carisha called and told me she wasn't doing well. So I went over to see her, and when I walked in the room, she uh, was laying there with her eyes closed. I walked over and touched her leg, and she opened her eyes. We spoke. And she was looking at me with a puzzled look, and I couldn't figure out what she was trying to say. So finally she said, um, how old am I? And I said, you're 78. I said, we're the same age. And she said, shrugged the shoulders and went back to sleep. So on my way home, I started thinking about that. And don't too many relationships last for 70 years. We were friends in elementary school, about the third grade, and we would go home in the afternoon and just gossip about everything. I don't know what third graders had to gossip about, but we did. Uh, that was elementary school. Then junior high, oh, we met little boys then, so we had plenty to gossip about. And we told each other everything everything. Everyone should have a friend like that. And I've been lucky in my life to have two. Uh, we sort of lost track of each other in high school. So when we met again, we both were married with children, and we just picked up where we left off. We would go to her house on the weekend or my house. We were always doing something uh, together and having fun. And I told her one day, I said, your life is so exciting. <laughs> I said, mine is just uh, bored in comparison. 
And I said, you need to write a book. She was always saying something funny or doing something. And during that time, we also had some dark days. We made it through those dark days. And I never told her, but I intended to tell her, compliment her on how strong she was during that time. Uh, I, I miss her. And I have to compliment, uh, say something about those hats. She wore those hats. And one day I asked her, I said, how do you justify two and $300 hats and $30 shoes? And she said, well, the hats offset everything. <laughs> and they did. So I know it's going to be some dark days ahead for me. And I'm going to think about her and something she said or did. And I'm going to smile. But I just want everyone to know that Geraldine Jackson Mason Wilson was my friend. And I'm going to miss her. To God be the glory. To Dr. Scott, Dr. Redmond, Reverend Richardson, and staff, officers, members, friends, and especially the family of our dear sister, Ms. Geraldine Mason Wilson, good afternoon. I feel privileged to have been asked to bring remarks on behalf of our sister, Geraldine Wilson, a woman that was faithful and committed to the work of the Lord in so many areas of the church and other religious organizations. Let me name just a few. She taught an adult Sunday school class. She served as the youth supervisor and initiated the oratorical contest. She was the leader for missionary group number one. She sang in the musical choir and was often asked by President Drum, I mean, Pastor Drummond at that time to sing a song before he got up to preach. She served on the Literature Committee of the Woman's Baptist Home and Foreign Missionary Convention of North Carolina, now auxiliary to GBSC Incorporated. She served in the NAACP and was crowned Mother of the Year during an annual session in Raleigh, North Carolina. Sister Geraldine Mason Wilson organized the first annual Woman's Conference of the Mount Peace Missionary Baptist Association. Geraldine was a wife, mother, and grandmother, and truly loved that part of her life. She really loved her grandchildren. She was a woman of worth and looked the part. She was an eloquent dresser and lit up a room when she entered. Her smile, hat, gloves, and everything complemented each other and was always in place. Geraldine served faithfully until her health failed. I believe if Geraldine had had an opportunity to tell us goodbye, she would have sang her favorite song that you've heard, May the Work I've Done Speak for Me. And I believe the Lord's response to her would have been, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Thank you, and may God bless each of you. Come on and put those hands together one more time. You can do better than that. Let's put your hands together today. I want to thank Sister Florence Burris and Sister Josephine Taylor and Sister Ida Dunstan. Thank you all so much for your words of tribute and for at least for some of us who didn't know all of the different things that have been said about her. We didn't know you knew her in a more intimate way. 
But I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your words. And I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here today. If you've made a call to this family, if you stopped by the house, you took something to eat um, by the house, I just want to say thank you. If you sent a text, whatever you have done to assess this family during this time of bereavement, I just want to say thank you. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to say a kind word, but you did. And we just want to say thank you on their behalf. And I'm sure that the family is going to thank you later on in a more tangible way. But please accept these thanks on their behalf for right now. But I also want to say to you that tomorrow is going to be a little bit more difficult for this family. So we need to make an agreement right now. Can we agree that we are still going to call them? We're going to still send text messages. We're going to stop by the house. Can we signify by putting our hands together in celebration of Ms. Geraldine Wilson? And this signifies that we will continue to call. We will continue to stop by the house. We will continue to write you letters and text messages. But we want all of you to know that we're so grateful today for all that you have done and for all that we know that you're going to do. After the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you put your hands together and receive him as he comes? Oh, in my eyes, God. 
this. You see, I've got to move to the other side. But right now, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm standing here, Jesus. I'm waiting. I've lived in joy, Lord. Yes, I have. Now I'm waiting. Ow! I'm waiting. 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 I've been guilty. But I'm waiting. I've been talked about. I'm still waiting. Called everything but a child of God. Waiting, 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 waiting. Right now I'm waiting. Sister Naomi Worthy, thank you so much for blessing us with your gift of song. We honor the spirit of the resurrected, ascended, and soon returning King, the conqueror of sin, death, and the grave, Jesus Christ, that for whom this particular moment takes on a different perspective when you know him in the pardon of your sins. I want to say to this family, to her sons and stepchildren and grandchildren and other relatives and family and friends who have come from near and far to celebrate and remember and reflect on the life of Sister Geraldine Wilson, how blessed you all were to know her on a deep and intimate level. I want to say to Sister uh, Carisha Brown, would you stand just for a moment, dear? Stand up. God is going to honor your faithfulness to your grandmother. I want you to hear me. God is going to honor your faithfulness to your grandmother. You did for your grandmother what a lot of children won't do for their parents. God is going to honor your faithfulness to your grandmother. I wanted you to know that your work, your love, and your service to your grandmother was depositing credit up in heaven on your account. And her life was richer because you were in it. God bless you. Before I move on, I'm just going to ask that the missionaries of the St. Paul Church, would you please stand? This was a ministry that she was integrally involved in. Thank you all for your presence. Amen. Let's give God praise for our missionaries. Thank you all so much uh, for being here, for all who have participated on program, and particularly to the uh, ministers, staff ministers here, Dr. Redman and uh, 
Reverend Richardson, uh, to our music ministry, um, Scott Gibson and Sister Naomi for blessing us with her gift of song to our ushers. Uh, I love you all. I love you all. And I so appreciate how you all have done everything you can to keep this family and us safe uh, by seating people and uh, being graciously yet firm with where how they needed to flow. Thanks to our audio video ministry for providing the capacity to share this moment across our various platforms um, so that others who could not make it could be here in virtual attendance. Before I get started, I just want to say that um, prior to uh, Sister Wilson's decline, I had the wonderful opportunity to meet her when I first came here as pastor back in October of 2016. And um, uh, at that time, uh, her and Reverend Dennis uh, were together and um, um, both his and her sage advice to me have been a blessing. And of course, uh, Reverend Dennis preceded her in, in death and then Sister Wilson just had significant decline as far as her health is concerned. And yet, one of the things that I love about the St. Paul Church is that there are people here who maintain that sense of connection, who knew her very deeply, and reminded her that she's not going through her ordeal by herself. But when she was able to do, she did. And God honors that. One thing that, that, that I try not to do, uh, and I'm very intentional about just being a pastor, is that when you, people become sick and they can't get to church like they used to, um, uh, you remind yourself through the presence of our sick and shut-in list that even though they can't come to us, we can pray for them and pray with them. And they maintain their connection to the church um, because they just can't get around like they used to. There are some folks who on their sick and shut-in situation still do more for the church than those who are well. And uh, Sister Geraldine blessed us with uh, the essence of who she was. And she shall be missed, uh, but never, never forgotten. I want to um, um, call your attention. I've never preached this text before for a funeral. So I'm soliciting your prayers because I think that in the Bible there are those go-tos. Psalm 23, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And John 14, um, you know, when it talks about when Jesus is doing his Final discord, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, even 1 Corinthians 50, where it talks about how this mortal shall put on immortality and this corruption shall put on incorruption. Um, but there's a text that, that arrested me um, when I was thinking about Sister Geraldine. And when our sister was giving her remarks earlier and talking about Sister Geraldine woke up and asked her how old she was. And then she went back to sleep. I want to lift up Psalm 116, verse 7, just one verse. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. I want to talk about a good night's rest for Geraldine. A good night's rest for Geraldine. There are some statements when we look at the Holy Writ. If we take them out of context, it might seem odd and even contrary to our human aptitude. The Bible concept of death is one of those examples because... For all of us in here, death carries the weight of sorrow. Death 
especially for a loved one, induces grief, which produces tears. And grief is the price you pay for somebody you love. This, this event that we're gathered here to take a look at uh, is a time of great anxiety. And let's be honest, some of us are afraid of death. All of us want to go to heaven, but we ain't ready to go right now. Most of us instinctively avoid even talking about death because we are so fearful of it. We don't want to think about it. And unfortunately, many of us don't plan for it. And we don't plan for it from an emotional, financial, and relational perspective. And then when death comes, we're caught off guard. Uh, unfortunately, many of us don't plan for it relationally by virtue of the fact that we don't talk to our loved ones, especially as we get up in age because the older you get, you are pitching your tent closer and closer to the River Jordan. Well, we don't want to talk about death even in old age, but it's coming for you. And then there are those of us who don't make the financial preparation for death. No will, no no, no preparation for a home-going celebration. And unfortunately, in these times, folks use social media and GoFundMe to take care of something they should have taken care of when they were alive. I know I'm preaching. But then, and unfortunately, there are those who don't make preparation for death for eternity. Because they're under the perception that they're going to live forever and they live any kind of way. And when they die, they have not made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. And I would dare say that whether you want to believe it or not, admit it or not or whatever, all of us are going to spend eternity somewhere. And so if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, you need to get your business fixed and your mind made up. Because I want you to understand that death has all of our numbers. And deep within us, death appears to be the ultimate defeat when it comes to talking about life. But I want you to know today that all that dark talk about death, when you know who God is in the pardon of your sin, death takes on a different perspective. The, the psalmist said, I believe it's in the 15th verse of that same chapter, that death can be precious, that precious is the death of his saints. And the verse that, that I want to lift up to you right now is set within a larger context, beloved, of giving God praise of thanksgiving for what and who has come your way. When you read Psalm 116, this is the vision you can see. It is the vision of somebody who has come to the temple to offer a vow and a sacrifice. That means a promise and a pledge of payment. And it is obvious that at some point, this brother had been dealing with some suffering and had had some heartaches and had dealt with some pain that he wanted the Lord to deliver him from as he made his way up to the temple. I don't know what the nature of his affliction was. All I know is that it was serious. We do know that Sister Geraldine had her own afflictions. We do know that Sister Geraldine had her own pain and place of suffering. And yet, one thing that we can say, regardless of where she was cognitively, spiritually, she knew she was with the Lord. Aren't you glad that there are places that God can speak to as far as our reality and life is concerned, that even when there's a dissipation of our physical and mental capacities, God can reach the deep recesses of our soul. And so in keeping with his vows, this psalmist has done more than just given a sacrifice. This psalmist has prayed and asked for deliverance, but he has rendered his life to the will of God that to the point where death is precious in the sight and the loving arms of an eternal God. So when this psalmist submits his own will to that of the Lord, he realizes that death has taken on a different perspective that the culture cannot understand nor appreciate. He is joyful 
that in God delivering his soul from death, but totally at peace with death as well, for all that takes place within the sight of the Lord. All I'm just trying to let you know is that when you know who God is for real, that death is not the end, but merely a transition for those who love the Lord and who have been called according to his purpose. Here's what I want to let you all know, and then I'm done for all practical purposes. The Bible says, for the saints of God, death is one of those areas that we saints got an advantage of for those who do not know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of their sin. Through the eyes of our faith, death takes on an unusual quality. As a matter of fact, for those of us who know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of our sins, death is like us going to sleep. As a matter of fact, if you ever remember reading in the New Testament that when Lazarus died and Jesus had gotten word that Lazarus was dead and then Jesus said, oh, Lazarus is asleep. Even Jesus equated death with sleep. Now, who is this precious to? Let me tell you, it's precious to God. That when a person, a saint of God, dies, it becomes precious. And I would dare say that Sister Geraldine was a saint. And that at this moment, her rest, her nap, is precious to God. And so as I talk to you about this, and as I get ready to help you to understand, that when we look over the essence and the reality of our life, this incident, this moment, where we are right now, was not a surprise to God. That when you know who Jesus Christ is in the pardon of your sin, death becomes nothing but mere sleep. Because one day the Lord is going to wake up all of those who have claimed him as Lord and Savior. It's the time, beloved, for tears and yet thanksgiving. It's a time, yes, for sorrow, but you can still put a smile on your face. It's a time for not really understanding why God did what God did, but yet putting your trust and faith in God. And consider that as our mother, as our friend, as our missionary, as our singer now takes her rest, what has she left for you as family and friends? I want to suggest that she has, number one, left a good name. Isn't it amazing that when y'all talk about Sister Geraldine, a smile comes on your face. That when you think about the qualities of the essence of who she is, uh, that smile bubbles up and it allows for you all to give her a proper eulogy. In other words, those of us that knew Sister Geraldine on a deep, intimate level, there's no shame for our being here. You don't have your head down because you're wondering where she's going to spend eternity. You don't have your head down wondering if she knew who Jesus Christ was in part of your sin. No, the work she did spoke for her. But, but not only did she leave a good name because she was a good person, she left you a great example. Sure, she was human. Sure, she had to deal with the trials and the travails of living on the terrestrial ball called off earth. Sure, she had her ups and her downs. Sure, she had her sunny days and at times stormy nights. But one thing we have to admit, that she knew who God was in the pardon of her sin. Oh, beloved, I want to suggest to you that while our works do not save us, if you're saved, you're going to do some work. Let me say it again. While our works don't save us, when you're saved, you're going to do something for the sake of the kingdom. And I believe that Sister Geraldine, through her singing and her serving and her teaching and her loving and her ministry to her this church, when she was able to come to church, those were her ability to send up timber for her mansion in the sky. Her service to the kingdom serves as a great example for all of you all who are here. And I believe that it was that service to the kingdom where God dropped something on Sister Carisha to take care of her grandmother when she could not take care of herself. Then finally, I want to let you all know 
that Sister Jardine left you all the assurance that she loved you. Oh, yeah, she, she loved you. Maybe in her latter days, she could not communicate it or demonstrate it the way that she wanted to. And maybe sometimes you got a little confused about some stuff, but realize she did love you. Do you realize that there are some people who go through a lifetime without ever experiencing the love that Sister Geraldine gave you? So I want you to know, I want you to claim the gifts. I want you to claim this inheritance because it belongs to you. I'm getting ready to take my seat now. I'm done. But I want to go back to the words of the psalmist. When the psalmist said, in so many words, dealing with this particular text, return to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Return to your rest, O my soul. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Y'all want to know what that means? That means... That death is not the ultimate defeat for the believer. That, 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 that means that death is not the revoking of life, but death is the introduction to abundant life. And what Jesus, in so many words, is saying, now lay me down to sleep. And I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That particular prayer that we learned as a child has now become a reality because God said to Sister Geraldine a few days ago, come on up and take your rest with me. But one thing I want y'all to know something about going to sleep is that when you go to sleep, sooner or later, you got to wake up. Ah, uh, you just missed your shout cue. I, I, I said that, that when you go to sleep, sooner or later, you got to wake up. And have any of y'all ever had a good night rest? That you rested so well that you did not even recognize how much time had passed by while you were sleeping. Did, did you not realize that when you lay down and you go to sleep, that you sleep anywhere between four to eight, nine hours, and it seemed like only a few minutes, but when you wake up, you're refreshed and you're renewed. Oh, family, I'm just trying to let you know that all Sister Geraldine is doing right now is sleeping. Uh, but what tends to wake me up is an alarm clock. Or what tends to wake me up uh, is the movement of my wife in my bed uh, when I've gotten all the rest that I need to get. Well, I'm here to let you know that one day God is going to wake up all of those who have died in the pardon of his sin. And I want you to know it will not be an alarm clock that will wake them up. It will not be, yeah, somebody touching their coffin that will wake them up. But the Bible says that one day God is going to summon his angel to blow that great trumpet. And the dead in Christ shall arise. And those of us who remain shall be caught up in the air. That's going to be the alarm clock for eternity for us to bask with our God forever and ever. And oh, when Sister Geraldine is able to bask in his glory forever and ever and ever, she'll fall at the feet of the one that took care of her sins on a hill called Calvary. I don't know about anybody else. I don't know when it's going to happen. And I don't know how it's going to happen. But I'm hallelujah glad and I'm Jesus joyful that one day he's going to come back for each and every one of us that know him in the pardon of our sin. So Sister Geraldine, we don't say goodbye. We just say goodnight. We'll see you in the morning. Good night, good night, Miss Geraldine. To God we give the glory. I mean, come on, was that not a word for us today? Come on, you can do better than that. Did that word help anybody today? I know it helped me. Did it help anybody else? To God we give the glory. We're going to invite our funeral directors to come at this time. We are going to do the committal here today. So I'm um, going to ask pastor and the ministers to come as we do our committal today. Come on, give God some praise as we prepare for committal.
Since there will not be an adjournment on this day, we will do the committal here at the church. And I'm going to ask if we could, let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come to you right now. We give you thanks for the life, the love, the light, and the legacy of Sister Geraldine Wilson. The songwriter is correct. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. And right now, oh God, we pray for your healing mantle upon this family. For this granddaughter that was the caretaker, the riding buddy, the all in all for her grandmother. Thank you for her service. God, I pray that you would bring this family together in strength, love, and unity that they realize that as they lean and depend upon each other, they're leaning and depending upon you. God, a precious flower has been plucked from the ranks of the St. Paul Church. She's commended to your eternal care. Because you made her and shaped her, you now have restored her and renewed her to be able to bask in your glory forever and ever. And for that, we say thank you. Now, God, give this family what they so desperately need to navigate this moment of bereavement and grief. That by the power and presence of your spirit, you can give them the ability to deal with this. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As it has pleased the almighty and wise God and his divine providence to take out of this world the soul of our deceased sister Geraldine Wilson, we therefore commit our body to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, and dust to dust. Looking for the day of the general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up his dead, and that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption, and that which is mortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, right. Blessed are they who die in the Lord, for they shall rest from their labors. We have a plaque here. It says, in loving memory of Miss Geraldine Mason Wilson, with sincere sympathy, Alexander's funeral home. concludes the homegoing celebration of Mrs. Geraldine Mason Wilson. On behalf of Alexander Funeral Home, as well as management and staff of Alexander Funeral Home, we would like to thank Dr. Scott, Reverend Redmond, Reverend Richardson, along with the music department, flower bearers, excuse me, flower girls and pallbearers. We would like to say thank you so much. And all the family and friends that has come out today. Dr. Scott will now come and greet the family. Because of COVID protocols, we're going to govern ourselves accordingly. I'm going to ask if there are persons, um, ladies that will be serving as uh, flower carriers, if you would come at this time, line up. Those that are serving as pallbearers, if you're going to be a pallbearer, would you come to my right down here? Um, we could use some brothers to help us as far as being pallbearers, so would you come? I need about six. Amen. There you go. God bless you. There you go. so much. I'm going to ask that everyone with the exception of the family, would you please stand at this time?
Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, Lord, how do we know where you're going and who will show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, nor girl can come to the Father except by me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, but thou art with me. I ride and I staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. 